music means. It is Sunday night. It is Rice is here on KCSM.org, True Community Radio, KCSM LPFM 104.1, San Marcos, Texas. And this is Rob Rourke, and I am here with your host tonight, Kathy Laura. Kathy, and uh, welcome back. And uh, who do you have for your guest tonight? We have as our guest this evening, Courtney Hernandez Enriquez. And she's here to talk to us about the Loteria Fest. And um, as always, we always allow our first segment, uh, we discuss uh, our genealogy and our roots here in the city. And so welcome, Courtney. Thank you. And uh, I want to make note that uh, Courtney's grandmother and grandfather come quite often to the show. And so uh, we'll go ahead and, and listen to a little bit about uh, Courtney's upbringing and uh, a little bit about her genealogy. Sure. So, um, my mother and father are um, Joe Mario Enriquez and Bobby Jean Garza, and um, they went to school here, born and raised here, and um, once they got married, they moved to Austin. And so, uh, soon after that, I was born, and so I was born and raised in Austin. Um, we did travel some my da- with my dad's work, um, but my mom was always really involved in a lot of stuff. Um, and so were my grandparents. My grandparents were, they have a big family. Uh, my grandfather's Freddie Garza and Sylvia Garza. And um, they had businesses here and uh, have always been involved in a lot of things here. And so your grandfather owned uh, Freddie's? Uh, 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 Freddie's Automotive. Automotive. Uh-huh. And that's on the 35 Axis Road. Yes. And then my grandmother had La Cabana, which was next door. Mm-hmm. And I remember that. I was there all the time, like every weekend. I remember um, I was little, probably like two years old, I would say. And uh, I remember running around there all the time. <laughs> And then uh, your father's family, they were raised here in, is it the Rio Vista? uh, 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 My grandparents were um, in Sunset Acres. Sunset Acres. Yes, uh, from my dad's side. They were in the Enriquez's, Mm -hmm. Jose Mario and Amparo Enriquez. And um, my grandfather was a vet. Uh, He fought in the Korean War. My grandmother, she worked at the high school. She worked at, um, she volunteered at the hospital. Um, she raised her children. She was a, a housewife for much of her time when they were very young. Uh, I remember spending a lot of time there too with her. So your Enriquez family grew up uh, there, uh, Sunset Acres. Your father, did he have any brothers or sisters? Uh, yes, there were five. So um, my dad, which was Joe, and then his sister Stella, Elva, uh, Diana, and Sal. Mm-hmm. Yes. So um, they still all live here. Sal has passed. He passed at a very young age. Um, But yeah, everybody's here in San Marcos now, with the exception of my dad. We now live in Lockhart, on the outskirts of Lockhart, um, between Maxwell and Lockhart. So uh, we're close. I'm always here in San Marcos. Um, Basically, we got gentrified out of Austin. Um, so in Austin, did you live on the east side of Austin? Yes, I did. So it off the Holly Street area or towards six, the, into 6th Street or where? No, I lived um, right in front of Tillery, well, off of Tillery uh-huh. and 3rd Street, oh. basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought my first home there, uh, raised my boys there, and then um, 
the city started growing and the taxes started going up and just really pushed us out. Um, this is really sad because yeah. I raised my boys there. Yeah. And you know how we are. We we put our roots, you know. We don't move around much, you know. We, we talk a lot about that, about a lot of the Hispanic families. They buy their house and they only own maybe one house their whole life, maybe two. But it's not the same with uh, a lot of other cultures where the house that they were born in, it gets sold and then they move on to the next thing. And so, yeah. Yeah, we really, I think we... I don't know why it is that we really plant our roots. You know, we uh, take a lot of pride, I think, in being able to buy something. Call and it home for an extended it, period it, of time. Yes, you know. yes. And um, I think that's one thing that uh, I grew up knowing. You know, my grandparents always lived in that house. And I was, you know, always been back and forth. My Even since my grandparents on the Enrique side have passed, um, my Aunt Stella has that house and so I the both the houses that I grew up going to to visit my grandparents are still there and they our family still live there well I think too you know it, it's nice to be able to come home to know that this is home right because it never, it never ceases to be home and I remember um, going up to um, Austin to um, eat at Joe's Bakery uh, I took my daughter out there maybe about two years ago and I could not believe all the condominiums and the apartments that had that are now you yes. know, close to Joe, uh, Joe's Bakery, it's, and it's 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 kind of sad because you you see the whole neighborhood changing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went actually went to Joe's Bakery last week, my husband and I, and um, it, it used to go, and you would see your buddies there <laughs> and the neighborhood, you know, your neighbors. <laughs> And now it was just like it's different. People look at you like you don't belong here. I'm like, excuse me, I grew up here, you know. Um, so it's just it was an interesting change. But the, the dynamic change, the dynamic changes too, because it used to be at one time, I guess, uh, predominantly Hispanic people going to eat there, and now that clientele has changed a little bit too. Yes. And I remember my dad was so disappointed because they used to have chile con carne on their menu, and then that was gone. gone. And my dad was like, oh yeah, this isn't good. Well, I was happy to see that the bakery was up. <laughs> again yeah yeah because <laughs> yeah. for a while there they shut it down like oh, wow. they didn't have their pink cake uh -huh. and the empanadas and stuff mm -hmm. and so i was like oh my goodness but they when we went last week the bakery's full blast now That's i was good. like oh praise the lord <laughs> well, and, well i think too you know so you've seen the gentrification that can happen in a neighborhood like that and I think for a lot of us that live in San Marcos, we don't think about those things, right? Because it's like you say, we've lived in this house for a very long time. And you don't think that gentrification is going to find you, but it just creeps up on you. And then before you know it, the neighborhoods are changing. Well, this is the thing, too, that, you know, I find, and it's happened over and over and over again. And it is coming this way mm -hmm. because you see that the growth between Austin, Buda, and Kyle, pretty, and San Marcos, pretty soon they'll all be one yeah, uh, metropolis. One metropolis. Will be yes. like the Fort Worth Dallas yes. And yes. Metroplex. Yes. Now. And um, if people, if they don't continue, if the families don't continue to take the pride in what they own and what's been passed down to them, we will lose those roots, right? Mm -hmm. And they think that by getting an offer of a large sum of money that they maybe probably never seen in their life, mm -hmm. that it. But they don't realize that you can't take that money and go somewhere else more than likely mm -hmm. and be able to live 
uh, or be able to even buy. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them end up renting. And it's so sad because they're like, you were a homeowner and you own this place. And then all of a sudden you're renting back renting again. Well, and you see that, especially when the, both the matriarch and the patriarch are gone and you've got um, five or six kids and nobody wants that home to stay instead of saying, we'll all keep it as the family home and we all pitch in to pay the taxes. Everybody wants their cut so that they can get, you know, gone and then it, it changes. Their kids, they don't, they don't stay here in San Marcos. They're living someplace else and so they don't see the value in keeping it. Right. So, yeah, we, we, we talk a lot about that. And look here, we went off track. But these are the best conversations I tell Rob that, that we have because... Uh, I think things that we had not intended to say, we start to talk about. And I love to talk about the gentrification because we're starting to see it here. Right. You know, our taxes right. are going up. And, um, you know, wh what do we do? The, the, the land value goes up. The house value goes up. And then you can't afford to live in your home. And where do you go? Because, right. you know, before you'd say, oh, well, let's go to Redwood. But you can't even afford to live in Redwood. Anymore. Right. There's no space. Well, we, that's the, exactly kind of what happened to us. We went from Austin and then we went to Rosenke, mm -hmm. an extremely rural mm -hmm. area. The taxes in Bastrop are extremely high. And, you know, my husband ended up having a work accident. So we ended up having to move out of there. And we found a place here in Lockhart. Um, it's it's kind of in the boonies. But now... But like, even Lockhart is getting so it expensive. It is getting so yeah. crowded and so expensive because everybody's getting pushed out mm -hmm. um, of the main, you know, of Austin. And they're, that's where they're coming. You know, and if you own a two-bedroom home in, in downtown Austin and you've had it for quite some time and you paid maybe $3,000 when you bought it, but now those houses down there are selling for seven, dollars $800,000. And, well, you know, if you sell it, then you can afford to go into a place like Lockhart buy and pay for a house and live comfortably, but then it doesn't help the people that have been living in Lockhart that have been working on, you know, living off of this very low pittance of pay. Yep. And they've, they've been able to make it, but now because the land values are going up and the houses are being bought up, you can't afford to live there anymore. Right. And what, where's your alternative? You can't go anywhere because that used to be the boonies, and now where, where are the boonies? Exactly, exactly. So you well, see the growth We moved to the boonies in Lockhart. You know, we're on the outskirts. But now when there was only maybe two people living on our street, it's packed. Like there's every lot has been bought up and taken, and now they're building a subdivision. I used to be able to look out off, off of my hill, see Martindale Lake, and be able to see like all around us, um, Kyle, Buda, San Marcos, uh, Lockhart. And now there's a huge subdivision that some of the farmland's been sold mm -hmm. and there's a subdivision going in. And, and what I'm seeing is that the, the trailer park community now is becoming very popular. Um, and I, I remember I talked to somebody over at the, the CAD in Lockhart and I was like, why, why has this gotten so expensive? And they're like, well, an acre of land uh, last year uh, sold for $70,000. This is like a mobile, mobile home pad. Yeah. And then they sold out so fast that then they went and they started selling half an acre for the same amount of price. Yep. And mm -hmm. now it's like... It's 150 Yeah. So for an acre. Yeah, wow. so now you're seeing that the costs go up. Yeah. They just sold the next door to us. He's been there a long time, 300 acres. And I'm like, oh, my God. 
I told my husband, where are we going to go? Like, we love living in the country. But it's not, the country's not the country anymore. But yeah, Yeah. exactly. It's it's turning to not be the country. (laughs) And I love being able to be close to my family, um, you know, because I do a lot of stuff here in this community. So um, being able to zip in and zip out, it's not going to be possible if if we keep having to go out, out, out. (laughs) and, and, And the traffic situation isn't getting any better. So now we have this whole deal on Highway 80 where the the traffic as it is now it's it's congested it's horrible but once the smart access comes in we don't know what that traffic is going to do and now we've got 130 now that connects to 80 and so as Martindale grows as well, 21 uh, just yeah. going down you know which is where a lot of the traffic is going to mm-hmm. these new subdivisions that you're talking about mm-hmm. that is crazy out there and they just widened it mm-hmm. and it, it's and they're not widening the streets it's yeah. just it's like it's a one you know yeah. you're on a country road yeah. you're pulling out and it's a two-laner yeah. and so we are seeing like a lot of accidents people aren't used to that 130 80 uh-huh. uh 142 light uh-huh. and it used to be just a blinking light and now people That's are running right. through it yeah. like they it used to be blinking and now it's not <laughs> Yeah, so. and, and of course, and you have all that traffic from the Kyle area where you hit 150, and so all that is it's, it's just booming yeah. uh, down that way. Before you know it, you'll be able to get all the way to 183 in no time right. from, from 21. Right, and all that area out there is growing too. You know, uh, Mount City is, is, is it's booming out in that area, and so yeah, it's just tell Nikki guy, you know, you, you think you're gonna go buy a piece of land that isn't gonna be expensive. But when you used to be able to buy a lot for four, well, now that lot is selling for $80,000. And that's the thing. Like, um, our pastor always tells us, um, don't sell your land. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what keeps you, um, mm-hmm. you know, your property plus mm-hmm. with revenue. Don't sell your land. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, because that's that's where you put your roots down mm-hmm. and... Um, yeah, and if you got a nice little patch, you know, you can almost live off of it. You get some chickens, and you you do a little garden. Um, we have cows, garden, have chickens. Yeah. Yep. So you know, you, you kind of cuts the the food expense down a little bit. But how do you pay for it? I well, mean, you know, that's the whole yeah. thing. Yes, it's good to have the land, but if your taxes are going up, and each year that you're having to pay, uh, you know, two thousand dollars more. Which is what we've seen, you know, for a lot of these tax bills going up around here. It, you know, what do you do? Well, I think that's where um, I was. I was joking with my husband. I was like, you know, uh, we need a family compound because, mm-hmm. it, and the Mexicanos do it all the time. You see them. Yeah. Uh, the, the immigrants, well, especially those they, that come here from Mexico. They, the immigrants yeah. that yeah. come from Mexico, they'll get a house, a property, and they'll have three or four families mm-hmm. living in that one house or in the same land and they all help each other Mm -hmm. and that's where we're getting to if you if you really think about it like you see a lot of um elderly having to let their kids come back Mm -hmm. because it's getting so expensive and then they end up with the grandkids there and they're like oh my god these kids are making me crazy i was supposed to have this nice Mm -hmm. uh retirement but Mm -hmm. you know your kids can't afford to live Mm -hmm. in their own Mm home um and it's sad well, and I think, too, a lot of it is, you know, before you used to have a lot of uh, employee-employer loyalty, and you don't, you don't have a lot of that anymore. Because before, so, like, if we, we talk about the San Marcos Telephone Company, you had access to Mr. Price, right? You could go in and you can talk to him. A lot of these companies, you had access to Mr. McCoy over at McCoy's. 
but now they get bought out by the larger companies and then you you don't have that access anymore and if you have to call they don't care because you're talking to an automated machine or somebody who doesn't know you and so that context of empathy i guess is not not there for you if you have an issue right so i think i think that kind of helps a lot and the as we see these larger corporations come in it's very easy for them to to cut your hours or to let you go because they don't know so are we ready for a break? We're ready for a break, yes. And you are listening to Races here on KZSM.org, True Community Radio, San Marcos, Texas. And um, yes, we are ready for a break. And you're listening to KZSM.org, True Community Radio here on Riasis on KZSM.org, True Community Radio, San Marcos, Texas. And the views expressed on this show are those of the hosts, the guests, and not necessarily those of KZSM or SMTXCRA. We'll be right back with you right after these announcements. Are there a lot of people listening? To 4 p.m., join us for the 21st Annual Pet Fest at the San Marcos Plaza Park on Hopkins Street and C.M. Allen Parkway. This is a free family event presented by your friends at Preventa Litter or Pals and includes a blessing of the pets, dog races, pet costume contests, live music, silent auctions, pet adoptions, rescues, food and other vendors, a bounce castle, and much more. For more information, go to preventalitter.com backslash petfest or see the Preventalitter Facebook page. What's up, everybody? This is Justin James Bridges, and you're listening to kzsm.org. You can tune in every Sunday at 11 p.m. Central Standard Time here in San Marvelous to catch me and all my wild friends here on Sundays Free with JJB on kzsm.org. Janus, the god of doors, gates, and transitions. The middle ground between both concrete and abstract. War, peace, and barbarism. Civilization spans an extent, stretch, reach. Join us to view reality, looking end to end. From the point where the snake's mouth devours its own tail. Art, music, politics, life, sex, and death. Janus spans Saturdays, 10 to 12 p.m. on KZSM. Join me as I share my treasure of music in Spanish. Some from my youth, some contemporary, and some that may recall warm memories of your past. That's Musica con Ganas with El Tio, every Sunday night at 9 p.m. on your true community radio, KZS. So um, please listen to the show that's going to come on after our show. It's called Musica con Ganas, brought to you by Gene Randall. Love it. So uh, I want to go ahead and talk a, a little bit about uh, the history of the Cuatemo and um, do, you know when the organization started, uh, what it was about, and what your role is in in, in the Cuatemo. Mm, Cuatemo's been in the family for a long time. Talk about genealogy. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandfather or great grandfather Salvador Flores was one of the founders of Cuatemo 81 years ago. Uh, I actually got to see a paper where his name was written. He actually signed uh, with some other men. It was a men's 
organization in the very beginning. Um, they recently celebrated in July 81 years of being on um, there. And there were it was a, a wealth of information at the celebration for the anniversary that they had in July, just because um, you got to hear a, a bunch of the different San Marcos families come in and tell their stories on um, their interactions with Guatemo. And I remember um, as a little girl, always there was either a funeral, <laughs> um, anniversary, or somebody getting married, mm -hmm. and um, the events be, that's that's where we went. Um, uh, I remember dancing on that dance floor with my grandfather for my aunt's wedding. Um, so, so your grandfather Salvador Flores, and I'm I'm going back because I remember the name of the Flores. So. Um, were they from the Floreses that had the church on um, Guadalupe Street? Because I know uh, there was a Flores family I, who was involved with maybe the First Baptist Church. You know that? I don't know. Okay. My great grand, my grandmother never mentioned that. Mm -hmm. That was her father. Mm -hmm. um, and all I know about him was his... Um, you know, interaction with Guatemo and being one of the founders of many um, men at the time. And um, well, maybe that's your homework. Go and find out. Yeah, that's <laughs> that is some of my homework for sure. Um, I know that he raised his daughters. Uh, that my great grandmother uh, died early, and so he ended up having to raise his. So is this on your Enrique side? On the floor. Uh, well, yes, oh, okay. on the Enrique okay. side. Um, it was actually my grandmother Amparo. Okay. Um, that was her dad. And so, um, yeah, they were, I think there were three daughters. Yeah, there were three daughters. So my grandmother, Amparo, uh, Clickley, and um, my recently passed away uh, great aunt, Catarina. Mm. Um, she was actually one of the first, I guess, they used to have the ESC says, um mm -hmm celebrations mm -hmm. there and she was uh, one of the queens she made the paper oh, oh wow. a San Marcos record mm -hmm. uh, for in July oh. and um, how wonderful yeah it was it was a beautiful picture that and that, and so when they founded the Cuatemo because I understand that they'd been doing it for quite some time but they didn't get their charter till later on um about the charter I don't know too much see I've I've only been there a year mm -hmm. I wanted to become a member because my grandfather sure. well, uh, my legacy. was a founder yeah. yeah and uh and I remember my grandparents getting ready uh and going on Saturday nights to the dance mm -hmm. uh as they were older that's what they did they would they, where are mamma and papa going they're going to the dance you know um that was like their date night mm -hmm. uh, and uh, that they that's where they hung out and I just I think about it now it's like wow you know they really uh took the time even though they were older they had their they had raised their kids or whatever they were still going to the dances and enjoying time together um, well, it's part of com the community too that they that they were probably really invested in the Cuatemo so that's kind of really a part of their of their identity and who they are I would think right um and then you know I, I believe one of the Garzas, too, on my other side of the family, he was also one of the founders or was involved with, mm -hmm. with Guatemala, too. So, um, you know, it's kind of a, a family. I enjoy being there. I enjoy seeing the quinces come in. I enjoy seeing the weddings. Lately, we, don't, we haven't had many weddings, but 
um, having the quintas and seeing the young people come in because uh, San Marcos really doesn't have a place for the youth to come and quintas are the thing. Mm -hmm. Like even if they're not, don't have a formal invitation, you'll see them come in. (laughs) And and, you know, with some families, they're okay with Mm -hmm. that. Uh, Some families are like, no, that's invitation only. So, um, but I, I think you see... Um, how important an organization or a place is um, to our gente, Mm -hmm. you know, um, having the youth to have a place on the weekends to go, because if not, they're what? They're in the streets and they get in trouble, Mm -hmm. you know, or doing something that they're not, they shouldn't be doing. And much rather have them be at a dance and be monitored with security and having a good time. I I used to spend a lot of Sunday um, evenings uh, at the bingo at Cuatemo. And um, I really enjoyed it because I'd, I'd get to see all the all the men that were there. And uh, they were just always a lot of fun. The kitchen was running. I'd go in, I'd get a hamburger. And, um, you know, I'd go and, and sit and play bingo. My grandmothers would go, my mom would go, my aunts. And you'd see everybody in the neighborhood there. And so it was kind of really, yeah, you're playing bingo, but you're also um, getting to talk to people that you haven't seen all, you know, all week. And um, I, I missed that part. So have you guys ever talked about the possibility of uh, bringing back the bingo as a fundraiser? Um, we have not um, talked about that as a membership. Mm-hmm. Um, I have seen the bingo board in the back, in the garage there. So I know it's there. Um, and that's part of why my mom and I kind of put our heads together for Loteria Fest. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, Loteria Fest is something that... Um, it's kind of like my signature thing. I'm an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a mom. I'm a grandmother, uh, evangelist. Uh, so I, I have a lot of different hats, but one is um, working in the community. Uh, my mom has always taught me that. I've always been, from a very young age, I remember going to council meetings with her and sitting in the corner and, um, you know, coloring <laughs> while she's having yeah. a meeting. And I think we we don't realize the importance of uh, how that influences us as young people. You know, we think, oh, I need to get a babysitter or I can't go. No, you should be taking your kid because it helps them to understand and they'll remember, like I remember, um, that it's okay to be involved in the, in, in, in the community and helping your community. And so um, with my mom and I putting our heads together with Lotharia Fest, that's something that we're pretty passionate about. Um, like I said, I'm an artist, and that was my – Lotharia is kind of like my signature, you know um, – art uh that i go to because it's been around for a hundred years uh it's been a family um it's a game that you play at every event yes absolutely like we'll have thanksgiving you know some we don't play for prizes we play for coins yeah (laughs) but but that's kind of how it how, how it was for us too right my mother would take out the game and um she had a bucket of pennies like yep. this big but if we had more people then we'd run out of uh, and my, we'd run out of the pennies and i was Here's laughing a handful. because yep. my my brother said to me don't forget to mention about the beans because my mother would open up a bag of pinto beans and then we would use that so, to, to play on on the bingo card so yes. but everybody everybody is different but i remember i remember that and i remember my grandmother when we lived on armstrong street on on uh, Friday nights sometimes when they wouldn't go to the bingo 
that um, she would have bingo in between two of the houses that she owned, and all the ladies from the neighborhood. Yep. Doña Consuelo would come, Doña Lupe would come, Doña Nicolasa would come, and she'd set up a table, and they would play for like a quarter, a quarter of card. You had a card to play a quarter, and so you got ten, fifteen ladies there. Well, that quarter goes, you know, it, it accumulates quite a bit. So. For those that aren't aware of the game, okay, so it's kind of like bingo, right? Right. It's, okay. The way I explain it to people is that it's a Mexican bingo. This game has been around for over 100 years. And the game, instead of it being B12 uh, or, you know, O69, it's actually images. So you get your, and a lot of images, if you live in Texas, more than likely you've seen them, but maybe not known what they were. And so they look like cards and they have images on them. So you'll get La Sirena, La Chalupa, El, um, El Mundo. El Gallo. And, and so with the images and then you saying them, any age can play because you can be two years old and you can understand the picture when you pull the card, right? right? So that's where you get the multi-generational sitting at a table. And that's what we loved, you know, um, that's uh, just having all of the generations, you know, we can be four, five generations deep sitting at a table um, without our phones, you know, cell phones, without the kids on their iPads, and us just, you know, interacting and having a good time. And that was the intention. Um, you know, like I said, I'm an evangelist, and I know that um, family is God's priority. Mm -hmm. And it's important for us, as many times as we're very much separate and in different places and, and busy with our lives, that there needs to be a time where we all come together um, and interact. And um, that's part of having this uh, event um, that's going to happen on November 11th. And we want the families to come out. We're going to have prizes. Um, we're going to play Loteria all day. We're going to have a Loteria contest. So we want people to come dressed as their okay. favorite card. Uh -huh. um, last year, I think we had El Soldado. We had La Sirena. And... Um, I want to say we had La Dama come out, mm -hmm. um, and they were all ages. So it was the mom, and there were two, two or three small kids. It was uh, El Valiente came came too. So it was a very, um, it was What's a fun event, and we have artists come in mm -hmm. because as I am an artist, it's hard when you can't necessarily rent a space, um, but you have this craft that you mm -hmm. want to share and. Um, that that's my thing so i want to provide opportunities or we wanted to provide opportunities for artists to come in and to be able to do their hustle you know mm -hmm. sell their tumblers their work, yeah. sell their canvases their paintings their jewelry whatever and um you know being that it's november 11th i know that um, usually San Marcos has their uh, Veterans Day Parade. Mm -hmm. We are going to be celebrating the veterans. That's why we put the Soldado on the flyer. Um, mm -hmm. And we're wanting to, uh, we're going to be giving a discount to, to any veteran that comes in that day. Um, and just to come have fun and prepare. I mean, it's a first shopping opportunity before the holidays. Mm -hmm. People are thinking about gifts. And a lot of times you get, um, and you're helping small businesses, wow. you know, and artists. Um, and it's a good opportunity just to keep the money flowing in the neighborhood, mm -hmm. keep families together, mm -hmm. have having a good time, and of course we'll have food. So um, 
you know, I think it's just going to be a great time. Well, we'll go ahead and take a station break, and then we'll come back and finish out this conversation about the Loteria Fest. Awesome. And you're listening to Races here on KCSM in San Marcos, Texas, 104.1 LPFM. We'll be right back with you. How many roads must a man walk down before they call him a man? Listen, speak, and learn from the many different voices of our diverse community. Join us from 7 to 8.30 p.m. on the second Thursday of each month for Voices at the Table. This free series features guest speakers from different cultural groups in our community with the aim of building awareness and understanding of different perspectives and experiences. You'll hear from racial and ethnic groups, religious and spiritual groups, LGBTQIA, and other marginalized populations. Voices at the Table is brought to you by the San Marcos Unitarian Universalist Fellowship and meets at First Christian Church, 3105 Ranch Road 12 in San Marcos. Bring your questions and engage in lively dialogue. We'll see you there. Hey, Sid, what are you listening to? I'm listening to Sid's Place, my show. The best oldies in the world. I'm on every Monday from 4 to 6 p.m. on KZSM, your true community radio station here in San Marcos, Texas. My name is Mason Moore, and you can catch me and my rescue pup, Franklin, every Wednesday at 10 p.m. We're bringing you any significant event from the past week. Album releases, song releases, birthdays, deaths, cultural events, Nothing is off limits. We're spanning over 80 years of music history on the weekly show. All genres welcome. Find your next favorite song right next to your old one right here on KZSM, True Community Radio. So um, I wanted to also talk about, uh, you know, you talked about the generations, you know, how we play this game. And I think especially for for those of us that come from these uh, uh Mexican-American families that have been here for a long time and even the Mexicans that come more second, third generation here. Um, these are the games that were played, right? And I think for myself, the nostalgia that I think about it, uh, that I think about when we play these games because it, it, it reminds me of the things that I did with my mom, the things that I did with my grandmother, these games that we played. And so I think uh, the cultural connection and, and uh, the remembrance and so I think kind of, too, it's important to keep that, to keep that going. A tradition, mm-hmm. yes. Tradition is important. Um, you see that all, I mean, you see it even in biblical times, mm-hmm. you know. I, I'll always go back to that because that's my, like, sure foundation, right? Um, Abraham was told, you tell your children and your generations that are coming, you read the word together. You you teach them to know the word, right? And so you see how tradition is important. And it definitely is because it shapes you as a person. You know, I remember uh, playing this, this game with our family. You know, it's our time. At the holidays, you could look forward. Oh, let me make sure I'm coming with my my pocket of change, mm-hmm. you know, because we're eventually, after we get done eating, uh, we're going to play some Loteria. And, um, you know, my, my mom and I have uh, actually gotten to where we uh, will. Are you bringing the cards or am I bringing the cards? And now that she has the laminated ones that we have from Loteria Fest, we're like, bring, you bring the cards. 
Well, and I, I remember um, you could either go out and buy the box, right, and it came with the with playing the cards, right? Oh, okay. Or, and I know for my grandmother, because she was very frugal, right, she wasn't going to go and pay for something that, that somebody made. And you used to be able to buy the sheets. And she would make her own cards. Oh, wow. And, and, I, and the reason I remember is because when we'd come over to her house and she'd play that, everybody was fighting for a certain set of cards. Yep. And so what she had done was that she had taken this, these uh, game board boxes and um, she had taken two Candyland game board boxes and she had affixed the, uh, the, the um, faces on them. And, but you could see the Candyland um, backing. <laughs> yeah. So it's a like Candyland <laughs> on the back and then you'd see the little on the front. And all of her grandkids wanted those stinking cards that had the Candyland on the back of it. It's like, no, that's my card. Making their own tablas. Yeah. But that's what they're called, tablas. Yes. But, but I, I was thinking, you know, when this whole thing came up and I got online to see if you could still buy those sheets and they still sell them. So yep. I thought, well, golly, that's going to be really great for us to do like at Thanksgiving when Nick's kids come over to do that make and to make that because, that, you know, you know, okay, here I am, this, this auntie. But, you know, Rosie, she's five, and, you know, what, what is she going to think of? God, you know, my, I did this with my auntie, you know, when she's 30, and she'll remember me for, for doing this with her, and I thought that I'm going to go and buy some of those things so that I can do these with these kids. Well, that's what I've asked our artists to come with, you know, everything Loteria. So, like, even when I'm creating, I found Loteria fabric. So, like, I have Loteria dish towels that you can buy. I have the game sets that you can buy. I even found a giant one that you could... Um, actually like take to Hobby Lobby and put in frames mm -hmm. it's like and every time that we've this is going to be our set we our second Loteria Fest we had our first Loteria Fest we had a Selena Fest and this is going to be the second Loteria mm -hmm. Fest and so um Every the at Selena Fest is when we found the giant mm -hmm. uh, Loteria set, and so we gave it as a prize, and everybody was like wanting that prize, mm -hmm. you know, because they were like, "Wow, I need to get that." So, <laughs> well, and you also see too how like um, the uh, the little game pieces that are on there, the cards, they've made it into a lot of the art, right? Because now I see where they have these altars. And they do these things with this corazón uh -huh. that's you know, that's in the middle of the of, of the altar. So you see some of these um, specific ones that have made it into the art that a lot of people are out there uh, uh, making. In remembering uh, that, that's ex actually how I bought my first home as a mm. single mom. Uh, I needed to raise money. You had to have your down payment, and I had to have a certain amount in the bank. You know, when you're mm -hmm. buying your first home. And uh, my mom was like, "You need to paint uh, and have some sh have a show." And we we knew um, Nilda at uh, Nilda de la Gata at uh, El Sol de la Luna on Congress. Mm -hmm. It was a famous restaurant uh, way back when, and uh, she allowed me to come in and I painted. Um, I think it was thirteen of the Loteria cards, mm -hmm. and I ended up having to do multiples of certain ones, El Gallo, El Catrin, and La Chalupa, because, um, you know, they they sold. I, I sold out. I sold them, and, that, and I had my down payment for my house. Wow. So, um, Loteria, Loteria has been good to me. <laughs> it's been good to my family, you know. Um, yeah, and then, and then you see kind of, um, I think, when I look at these, these, these playing cards, and I say, okay, well, like the Chalupa, right? And I didn't know 
what what is this lady sitting in this in the boat? In the boat? What, uh-huh. what, what is this? And she's lady? got flowers and she's got fruit. That's that's the woman that's got it going on. Uh, that's a, I tell them I'm La Chalupa because I have different hats, right? So I sit in there and I, I've got all my stuff. You yeah. know? And I I was like, but it doesn't make any sense. What does it mean to so them? My grandmother felt like she had to give me a history lesson, and she's like, well, over there in Mexico, where the Aztecs used to be, you know how they used to have their uh, waterways. And so she says there's a place there called Xochimilco and you go there and then that's where they have their barges, the chalupas, and you can go and you take a ride and it's just a lot of vegetation and flowers. And so that she's like, that's what that's, that's what that card represents. And so it's like, oh, well, I didn't know that, you know, here I am eight years old and I'm getting told that this is what this card represents. It sounds to me like this is a good opportunity going into the holidays uh, for families, you know, that maybe you are kind of getting broken up and going different directions, but if you can get everyone back together, getting them around the table for la la tree. Look at mm-hmm. uh-huh. See? You know, it, it's, and that you talk about the meanings behind these. I think it's a good opportunity for passing it along to that next generation, what Kathy talked about, about those memories for her uh, nieces and nephews. Well, and I think, too, you, you find out you find out other things, because not only did we play Loteria, but there was this game called Pirinola. And so, but that's dreidel. That's a, that's a dreidel game. And so if you come from certain parts of Mexico, and for, for, for most of us that have been here for generations, that our ancestors come from Monterey, then... Monterey was a very large Jewish community, and I had that conversation with uh, Uncle Henry about that, and he said he'd done his DNA, and I said, did you find any Jewish ancestry? And he said, yes, and so, you know, here we go. Yep. And so I think it opens up that opportunity to be able to talk to our kids about certain things, and if they're curious enough, then they'll ask you questions, and maybe you can answer them, and maybe not. Well, I think it's interesting. I do my own little survey. I always ask people, you know, to kind of get the conversation going about Loteria. I'm like, what's your favorite card? Mm -hmm. And you'll just get the craziest answers. Mm-hmm. Like um, some people actually have nicknames. Mm-hmm. And my whole family calls me El Barril, mm-hmm. and I said, "Why do they call you El Barril?" Well, he yeah. was just a husky guy. Yeah. <laughs> they called him El Barril, and you know. And then you'll get stories of, "Oh, my neighbor, um, we didn't have anything to do in San Antonio, and there were the, the streets were gang infested, mm-hmm. and she used to have a table out on her wraparound porch, mm-hmm. and she would have the whole neighborhood. She would make Kool Aid, and she would have little peanut butter sandwiches, and she would have everybody come over. You know, after school, it was like after school program, uh-huh. and um, the whole neighborhood would come. Yeah. And she would play loteria with them yeah. so that they could keep be safe. Them off, yeah, keep yes. them off the streets. Yeah. Yes, and so it's interesting how um, our gente, you know, can yeah. relate to mm-hmm. to it. I even have um, one of my my son's uh, favorite gringo families and I introduced them to Loteria and they love playing Loteria every time they invite us over they're like are you bringing the Loteria are we playing Loteria yes so we have marathon Loteria with them and it's just fun because you get to relate and interact you know and it's a game that brings you together and you would never think that right right and I, I used to laugh quite a bit too because it's like that one card that I felt so sorry for was La now. Because then they would always, you know, they'd call us in and then you have everybody back there, you know, making, you know, saying, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> and she was like, leave that poor lady alone. She's not just listening in and leave her like that. But then, they, you know, they, they'd make those um, the ones really with the bad, yeah, <laughs> yeah, really bad jokes about her tatas. And uh-huh. it's just like, 
But I was like, I hated when she came up because, you know, everybody back there wanted to, to, to talk about the poor Sita and all. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just interesting how people relate. Um, you know, the gallo. There's a uh-huh. lot of men that love the gallo. Mm-hmm. And, of course, el borracho. Yeah. You know. Everybody's favorite, uh-huh. everybody's favorite <laughs> uncle. The borracho. favorite uncle. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> but my dad was an uncle, too. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but no, but yeah, I, I, uh, it just brings back a lot of really good memories, and I think that you know, it, it's it's a fabulous and wonderful thing. Yeah, and I think that's what we're trying to do with this event. Mm-hmm. Um, it brings all ages in. You know, the very first time I remember, there was a family that came in. There was maybe six of them, six or eight of them. They took up like mm-hmm. a large part of the table, mm-hmm. you know, because we had uh, tables all, uh, you know, matched together so we could play together. Mm-hmm. And um, they sat there and they like spent the whole afternoon there. Mm-hmm. They were munching, and it was the the senora. The you could tell like she was very old grandmother. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was so excited to win her cookies that she won. You know, because we had um, donated. So do you, do you do you play like the actual game? Do you sell a card, or how how does that work? Yeah, no, we play. I have the deck of cards, <laughs> and then um, we stick the tablas to the to the seat uh-huh. to the tables you know with each one with a chair so um and then i'll call the cards over the mic Uh and and we play and we have music in the background we have a dj that's coming in um and he's a guy that i play um went to high school with and he's a dj and so he's coming in to play our music our house music for the afternoon and so do you sell the card by is it a dollar card no we don't sell the card at all actually you just pay your um seven dollars if you buy early you'll get tickets for five dollars but if you come pay at the door it's seven dollars to get in and you get one card to play um you find a seat Uh well we have the table already set ready to go and um if there's a free card like we have 75 cards Mm -hmm. so 75 people can play at one time Mm -hmm. and um they you find a seat and you play each of the um booths our vendors that artist vendors that we have they make a donation Um, as a prize, mm-hmm. and then we bring in some other prizes. Um, we're trying to, we're working on sponsors right now mm-hmm. to kind of help us with that because my mom and I actually come out of pocket, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. uh, for this event and renting the Guatemoc and everything. Yeah. So, um, but you know, it's something that we're passionate about. Sure. Well, we'll go ahead and take a, a break and then we'll come back and we will sure. finish off our conversation. Right before we take a break. Before we take a break, why don't you remind everyone the times and the dates for this? Uh... Okay. Yeah. So, um, Loteria Fest is going to happen on a Saturday, November the 11th, from 10 to 5 at Guatemoc Hall at 1100 Patton Street. Um, if You can buy tickets now um, for $5 or at the door uh, for $7. And if you want more information about the contest and what's going on throughout the day, you can go to LoteriaFest.com. Or we're also on Facebook. So, um, you know, we use the social media and and you can keep up with us there. All right. And we're going to be right back with you. You're listening to Rices here on KZSM.org, True Community Radio, San Marcos, Texas. Be right back with you. On Sunday, October 29th, from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., join us for the 21st Annual Pet Fest at the San Marcos Plaza Park on Hopkins Street and C.M. Allen Parkway. This is a free family event presented by your friends at Preventa Litter or Pals and includes a blessing of the pets, dog races, pet costume contests, live music, silent auctions, 
pet adoptions, rescues, food and other vendors, a bounce castle, and much more. For more information, go to preventalitter.com backslash petfest or see the Preventalitter Facebook page. Ladies and gentlemen, y toda mi gente, my name is Josh, also known as DJ Alpha in the mix, and I am the host of the Latin Energy Show on KZSM San Marcos. I'm inviting everyone to tune in every Thursday evening and join the Latin Energy Party. Here on KZSM.org, we are all about community support. So tune in online or download the KZSM app on your mobile device. Shout outs and requests, make sure to follow and tag us on Facebook at Latin Energy Show KZSM. It's almost Monday night, y'all. You know what that means? That means Vinyl Confessions, live here on KZSM, hosted by none other than The Wiz, who says he's calling all brothers and sisters and children of the night to join us on the random journey of life. Playing anything vinyl, one never knows what they're going to hear. You know where I'll be Monday night? I will be howling at the moon, listening to those cracks, hisses, and pops, along with those Kellogg's boys. Vinyl Confessions, only here on KZSM. San Marcos True Community Radio, the little station heard around the world. Well, we want to go ahead and uh, give a shout out to our listener that we have right now, all the way from Sacramento, California. So awesome. Yeah. And we want to thank all our listeners as as well, those locally and in our non-locals. Um, I want to go ahead and um, ask you about the, uh, the time again for the Saturday uh, event. And the doors are going to open at 10, and it's it's going to conclude at 5. But how many games will you play throughout the day of Loteria? Oh, my goodness. We play Loteria pretty much all day long. Um, we'll probably kick off with an actual game, maybe 10.30, 10.45. I'll, I'll put a schedule up um, at on Facebook and on our webpage. But uh, we, it usually takes us about 10, 15 minutes to get through, just depending on what kind of How game quick, we're playing. Yeah. You know, if we're playing Blackout or One Line, Two Line, Four Corners or whatever it is that we're playing. And so uh, we will play like two or three back to back and then we take a break. Mm-hmm. You know, two or three back to back. Usually last time, oh my goodness, we probably played, I would say probably like 30 games. Wow. It was a lot of games. Um, sometimes we have one of the council members, uh, Alyssa, she, oh. she comes to call for oh, us. Good. We've, we've asked her to come in to call, um, call the games for us. And, um, for the costume contest, we have the audience, you know, uh, be the judge by claps and, uh, we're going to have food and we'll, we'll have music and it's just going to be a f- a family fun event. So what kind of food are you going to sell? Right now, we have, I want to say we've got some chopped beef sandwiches coming in with cream of corn. I've got somebody making nachos and chalupas. Uh, we're working on somebody bringing in aguas. Mm. Topo Chico is uh, one of our sponsors. We love Topo Chico. <laughs> and they're actually going to be donating some items for the for oh, the games. Cool, yeah. they're, uh, they came to Selena Fest. Uh, this time they have a scheduling conflict, but they wanted to be a sponsor. So um, they are providing 
I believe some cases um, and they're going to be providing merch mm. so so Chupo Chico merch last time they gave us shirts and keychains and and stuff so um, as for, for prizes for the games well Chupo Chico is originally from Mexico in that Monterey area you know, as well yeah um, yeah I mean that's one of our drinks that... <laughs> yeah, everybody loves Chupo Chico, Chupo Chico. so uh, let me ask you this question about um, the um, event itself so are you part of Guatemo or is it uh, separate from Guatemo? Um, I'm well. I'm a member of uh, Guatemo, mm -hmm. but my mom and I um, are renting mm -hmm. the space. Uh -huh. um, we didn't ask them to sponsor. Um, we've been paying for the space, and um, it's just like I said. It we we have the intention to create a nonprofit organization that will eventually. Um, lead to more events mm -hmm. and things that we're we, we've kind of brainchild about um yeah because i know your 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 grandmother she's really big on education right and right. so she does a lot with the american gi forum to um raise scholarship raise money. scholarship money mm -hmm. and um so maybe in the future is some of that the is some of the funds going to go for scholarships or? well eventually if we could actually partner up and get enough sponsors to help us offset the building costs mm -hmm. um most definitely because we always want to give back to the community um this is not about a money making mm -hmm. uh, event it's about families coming together and that's really where our hearts are for this event we want people to share in the community to come together in the community um this is a great time it's right before the holidays i know a lot of people have lost loved ones and it's just a time to like you know wrap our, wrap around uh each other kind of start to wind down too uh, and get ready for the holidays get ready for the else. holidays exactly um and so um yeah this is not uh this is a way for me to share uh my art it's a way for other vendors to uh share their art and because uh, i actually set up a loteria booth a loteria fest booth so um it's 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 always a fun event um Last time we had probably about 350 people come. Oh, wow. The answer. Yeah. So, and people come and go throughout the day, you know, <laughs> they'll come play a few games. They're, they're running around on Saturday afternoon and they want to see what's going on because they see all the cars there during the day. Um, my grandparents, they come. <laughs> my grandmother loves to come play Loteria. Um, and so uh, it's nice. Um, and I hope we get a great crowd to come in and support what we're doing. Well, and the building's big enough so that as you grow, you you still will have space until you outgrow it, and then and then that'll be a problem. Maybe you can move some of the stuff outside. Yeah, or, or we yeah. take over the parking lot yeah. like they used to, and mm -hmm. um, during the SEC, and yeah. actually you put a have puesto out puestos, there. Yeah. exactly. That and that's the whole idea. Like we want this to grow. We want this to be an event that uh, our communities can remember right. um, in surrounding areas. You know, remember coming to because like uh i have a lot of connection in austin mm -hmm. and then you know buda and kyle we want the surrounding areas to come and when i go um go pick up items because in san antonio i can find a lot of loteria <laughs> stuff so i'll go down there and shop around and i'll carry the flyers with me and mm -hmm. people are always like oh my god i gotta go to that event so you know uh, people get really excited about loteria so when you go to san antonio do you go like to the market or do you go down to the south side over there off of um Oh, Culebra up in that area? I go uh, all to all kinds of places to mm -hmm. find cositas de, de loteria, mm -hmm. basically. Um, whatever that's odd and different. 
Um, so do they have like piñatas that are in the um, in the form of a lot of you know? Players? I'm gonna say that I was the first one to create one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Be so cool. Yeah, no. Um, and then last year when I went during uh, Selena Fest to go uh, find some items, um, there was a, a piñata that had a thumb. I was like, see, I know. I, I, I got this started. <laughs> and we actually gave it as a prize. The original uh, piñata that I had created that had La Chalupa on uh-huh. it, um, we gave it away as a prize. And that person was so excited. They were like, I'm going to hang this in my room. They couldn't believe that they won it as a prize yeah. for Lothidia, So, but, but I think it's amazing the things that, that you find that are that are comforting to you, right? Because it's like, yeah, who doesn't like playing Lothidia? Yeah. <laughs> and even if you don't know what the game is, come yeah. out, like learn it, um, you know, participate in something new. So um, I, I invited... You know, we're inviting everybody. Just come and see. Uh, yeah, well, know. and it's really easy, especially, you know, if if you're not a uh, a non-Spanish-speaking person. Because I remember when we'd play and we'd have people that didn't speak Spanish. And they'd say, say for instance, uh, they'd call the card El Soldado. And then they would just hold the card exactly. up like this. And then you see the card and then you find them on your board. Well, uh, during, um, see, Loteria Fest partners with ICI uh-huh. and uh, for the back-to-school event. And they have me run the Loteria games. Mm-hmm. And there's a family that came and they didn't speak Spanish nor English. I want to say they spoke Cantonese or something. And that's exactly how they were playing is off the image. You know, because I would have to raise a card. And there was a family of five. And they were looking at the image and they could play. And so it's a great um, way to have anybody and everybody at the table. Mm -hmm. Um, So do you want to go ahead and uh, tell us once again uh, when and where? Sure. It's going to be on Saturday November the 11th from 10 to 5. It's going to be $7 at the door, but if you buy tickets early, you can buy them online at loteriafest.com and it's also and you can buy them for 5 bucks. And it's also going to get you into a drawing. If you do the early bird tickets, it's going to get you into a drawing that we will have at um the event that day. Um we're asking people to come dressed as their favorite card. Um, to participate in a, in a Loteria contest. So what time is that contest going to be held at? It's going to be at 3 o'clock. Okay. At 3 o'clock. So we're trying to do it later in the day. That way people, they have to get ready with their costumes and things. Mm-hmm. They have some time to get there. And uh, we'll, we're going to have prizes for set first, second, and third prize uh, winners. And we're going to have a DJ, and we're going to have food, and we're going to have some artisans um sell their goodies and we're gonna have lots of fun yes, yes. lots yeah. of fun well we want to wish you well at your event and i want to thank you for coming in and i have a couple of announcements that i that i want to make so um thank I, you so much i spoke with your mom i'm gonna have your mother on the show bobby hernandez uh-huh. uh is gonna come talk to us on um november the 12th sunday november the 12th so we'll mark that on our calendar and then I also want to remind uh, our listeners about the uh, Dia de los Muertos event happening over at San Pedro Cemetery, uh, their Flores y Ofrendas, which is going to happen on Thursday, November the 2nd from 5 to 8 p.m. Okay. Well, thank you for tuning in tonight, and we'll be back with you again next week from 7 until 8 o'clock on Sunday night. Stay tuned. Musica Gangadas is coming up next. Uh-huh.